Hey everyone. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Too Legit to QT where you can get it done with Tish. Yes. And become the best version of yourself with me, Koya. And we are so excited today to talk to actress, writer, producer, entrepreneur, Suzanne Coy. Welcome to the show, Suzanne. <laughs> Look, Suzanne has I think Suzanne has more fire than me. Usually I'm like, I'm like well, Suzanne's like, no. <laughs> oh. Suzanne, I have the pleasure of just like researching everything that you've done. You've had such a great career in entertainment as an actress. You have like a diverse background producing, writing, um, and all of like your entrepreneurial endeavors. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what inspired your career in entertainment? Um, I, you know, I think it was spiritual for me. It was, um, I wanted to be free because I found myself, you know, I was, as they say, born a yard, born in a Jamaica, in a, you know, tropical paradise with the sun and and you know we just we just lived in this beautiful estate with mangoes and every kind of and we went from there to minus 60 below in this small little town in uh, northern alberta and uh we were the only black people it was they weren't very tolerant of any difference and so i got called the n-word every day of my life oh. and i even the church was a disappointment because i found myself you know in catechism you know there when i was seven and my experience was like uh everybody was looking at me because <laughs> do you guys know west indians Oh, yes, yes, Flinging their fingers, you know, you go like this and it makes a sound louder than a, a clap. But if you can't do it and you're born in Jamaica, it's it's really considered a birth defect because. You, oh, you, no, just, <laughs> then, then you have to opt for snapping you know? <laughs> because you can't do this. And you have to do it at a cricket game. You have to go, got it. Yes, man, murder. <laughs> or if you ever go in Jamaica, if you ever go, I swear, you don't want to watch. It drives my friends crazy watching TV with a West Indian because we we will talk to the TV and we will boss the characters around and we'll try to help them. You know, so if you go to Jamaica, you say you've got a bad vampire movie, everybody is individually talking to the screen out loud at the same time. You know, so people are going, my man, you know, sit guppy behind you. Like a duppy is a ghost. <laughs> There's a ghost behind you. Pick up the cross. God, why are you nobody listening to I? You're too hard ears. No, you're dead. You know, and the, everybody's doing this. So you can't, you can't hear the movie. So you can imagine me in this catechism class when the nun asks for a prayer, and I'm like, me teacher, me teacher, me teacher. You know, and she thinks I'm having an epileptic fit. But everybody, everybody's staring at me, like you know, go back to wrongland, like you know, like set uh, mm. up, you know, <laughs> whatever derogatory word they want to come up with. So it was confusing because I was confused. I'm like, oh, so so there's a limitation on the joy I know inside, and like this is supposed to be God's house. I was confused. So. Not until I found the stage in grade nine. And then it was like, oh, this is the real church. This yeah. is where I can be anything and everything. And yeah. I can do all my past lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all these accents, you know, and so I was Miss Marple, you know, in grade nine. And so, so for me, it was sacred. It was like the dream state, you know, because you can work with God and you can, you can learn insight in your dreams. You can learn to grow from things you learn in your dreams. And so I felt story was like that because we're all on this journey. 
we're all here to transform. We're all here in this big classroom of life to learn to give and receive divine love. And, you know, we're creating these dramas, but hopefully for our own involvement, <laughs> you know? And so story was precious. Mm. Like we know, we know that in indigenous cultures, we know that in African tribes, we know about the griot, and we know that, you know, uh, story theater, you go, you sit in the dark and you, you watch this story and you hopefully learn something from it. Your heart is touched and you're changed and you make a better choice when you leave. Right. right? So that, that's what attracted me. Mm, you know, wow. um, and you're and you're so for those of you listening, um, Suzanne is Jamaican born, but is it fair to say that you're um, you're a Canadian native or yes, like yes, yes I, I'm Canadian. Okay, like you, I'm part of the African diaspora. Okay, right? we're we're everywhere. We come in every state. Yeah. That's our root, right? Right. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. And so Suzanne, um, we had the pleasure of talking with filmmaker, um, uh, Richard V. Pierre, and we were talking to him about the differences between the film industry in Canada versus the film industry in the U S because you have like over 60 film credits. I just want everybody to know out there, if you look at this lady's IMVD, she is killing it. Like, how have you been able to have like such a, such longevity in your career um, with 60 credits first off? And mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about your experience in, um, with filmmaking in Canada and how maybe that's a little bit different than filmmaking mm -hmm. in the US? Oh, well, you know, we're a location for the US. Uh, you guys came up here, I think in 2019 we did in Toronto, $2.4 billion. Huh. Um, because you come up here and you're going to have the dollar value because our dollar is like, you're going to save 30% right, right there. You know, our, our dollar is like, you know, 70 cents. And so you're going to save all that. And then all the workers are going to be less expensive that you hire the crew and even the actors. So you save a lot of money. And then you're going to get tax credits, you know, by the fact that you employed Canadians. So um, that's another reason. So a lot of the shows, uh, you know, there's a lot of shows that get shot in Canada. Yeah. They're NBC, they're ABC, they're, you know, uh -huh. they're Netflix, they're Hulu, but they're shot in Toronto. So that's, so there's some work up here. I was, my first answer when you asked me that, I was going to say stupidity because... <laughs> Oh, no, it's so hard to be to be an artist. You know, you're gonna. Do, yeah. It's like get a normal job. <laughs> My family would say. So I, I don't know how I'm. I'm. I'm still doing this. I'm still doing this. You know. It's, you know, it's really interesting, Suzanne, um, that you're saying like about Canada and their tax mm -hmm. incentive. Just for our viewers out there, because we love to give resources to our viewers. You can get up to 90% in a tax incentive in, I'm a line producer, by the way, Suzanne. <laughs> they know that. The, the viewers know that. But you can get up to 90% in a tax incentive in Canada by employing local Canadians. So if you really want to give people jobs and save a lot of money and make your investors a lot of money, people out there, just go to Canada. <laughs> Say ninety percent. I don't know sixty percent and thirty percent. I where's the ninety percent? Yeah, if you, if you if you have all Canadians, all Canadians, you get back ninety percent, up to ninety percent. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there there's there certainly are a lot of um grants and and things yeah. you know, in Canada, you know. Um, but I work. I work. You know, my one of my partners right now. She's a writer, director, producer, um, Pamela Richardson, in in L.A. So I'm always um, another great sister like you guys uh, <laughs> for women hey, hey. <laughs> to work with other women and create opportunities. Well, Suzanne. Um, so that brings me to my next point. 
How has your experience, what has been your experience creating in the pandemic? Have you been working in the pandemic? Yeah. Have you been on set? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it's interesting because this, this brand, Miss Benita and Friends, oh, it's such a heart project for me. And it really, it's, it's, it's a series of um, web shows, TV show, uh, you know, Broadway musicals, like, you know, on the level of Lion King and musical feature films, and then the series of books. And the founder is a dear friend of mine, Lisa Luluz, another empowered, incredible, woman and I met her because her daughter came into my class. You know, I was I was teaching um acting at this college and uh her daughter came into my class and my, you know I just have a passion for making a bridge for young people, for anybody who walks across my path. What's your genius? What's your contribution? How can I, you know, use my master networking and my just my innate sense of you know, strategic partnerships to find and help you with your next step. So I was doing that with her daughter. You know, I was, you know, finding her opportunities, go on set, be on set, be a host, now your crew, and just, you know, giving her all these opportunities and, you know, always encouraging her, her mom because her mom had these stories from when she worked in daycare and was trying to find creative ways to answer big problems that kids would walk in with, you know, like uh, whether, you know, oh, my my grandpa died, my my mom's divorce, my brother's in jail, you know, and she would she would use, you know, a teddy bear or somebody else to get them to express their emotions and do things in a safe, fun, creative way. And the funny thing is, I was always kind of naturally doing that because when I lived in that racist town, I was I became the best babysitter because I would just use so much creativity to invite kids to change their consciousness. And they 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 love that. So we we were just having kind of parallel lives. And so this opportunity to be part of her fourth book, she's already written, you know, three amazing books. One deals with death. The Boy Who Lived in the Lighthouse, one deals with divorce, the case of the clown in two tents, you know, and one deals with bullying, um, the case of the lonely ballerina and her missing best friend. And and that, that specific kind of bullying that sometimes girls go through where you're excluded from a group, you know. Um, so this fourth book, The Case of the Girl Who Had to Be Perfectly Perfect, Wow, what what an amazing opportunity, you know, for me. And, you know, I've always been a writer. I've always been writing poems, you know, since I was like five years old. And it was just a, a way of life saying, hey, Zan, COVID means go home, stay home. That means create your own, uh, your own golden age of creativity, you know. Uh -huh. And, and get on with what creative, what you're here for. And so I'm co-writing this book with her. I just co-wrote this book with her. I'm co-writing with another friend of mine who wrote six books. So that's all activating me to just get on with it. But the, the great thing about this book is one of my favorite people is this, the Honorable Dr. Jean Augustine the first black woman to be a member of parliament. It only took till 1993 in our country, 1993. <laughs> and then right away she said, hey, Black History Month. And she made that a reality. Mm. And it took that long, cause that's the first time you know a black woman got in. And this woman is something else. She's got seven doctorates from different universities. She's an order of Canada recipient. She's a member of the Privy Council. She's just, you know, it's just blah, 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 blah. it goes on and on. And in 2014, she cre created the Jean Augustine Empowerment Center for Young Women from wow. 7 to 17, you know. So she was the, actually it was her grandmother was the first one. Her grandmother said to her, because it was always boys who's, who were getting their education finance to go to Oxford or whatever. The girls weren't given that same thing. But her grandmother would always say to her, yes, you can. You know? 
And so this is a wonderful book. It's a book that helps you. I mean, adults like it. You start tearing up. Characters are dealing with facing their fears, with the true meaning of friendship, and with, you know, um, with perfectionism, which can be a little a little cloud that we get yeah. the influence of that shuts us down from knowing that just being you is enough. Uh-huh. You you don't need to prove anything or do anything. And I think black people, we've gotten caught in that, haven't we? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh my God. And women, the need for approval, the people pleasing. Like I, I don't deserve and I gotta know. You are enough. You are love. You don't have to do anything to earn it. Just accept it. And that's your gift from life that you are here, right? So I think it's a it's a great it's a great book. We're trying to get it into every classroom because we want everybody to see people of color. You know, it affects you. If everybody, everybody you're reading about, nobody looks like you, that is going to affect your self-esteem. That's already taking you out of welcoming yourself to, to reality in the world. So it's just nice to see that. It's nice for everybody to learn about this Black woman and her achievements. It's all part of our, really, our global leadership series where kids will see that, hey, this great person used to have problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. The book is kind of inspired by the Honorable Dr. Jean Augustine. And it's based on us listening, you know, to stories of her childhood. And, but it's not autobiographical. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, though we have a little biography at the end because we want every kid to know um, about her. It's, you know, it's so interesting. We have, um, Barbara Berna Abel on and she said mm-hmm. people don't show up for my perfect. And it's 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 really interesting that you talk about perfectionism because one of the things that I've started to talk to people about um because I've been doing a lot of um speaking now is you know I value I value um production over perfectionism like be product pr- productive right. productive and progressive over perfectionism. Um, and it, I think that's something for young girls and for, for people alike, for artists alike, um, that they should know. Like, yeah. you don't have to take even to take the first step of doing something that you did, which is write, you wrote a book, right? It doesn't take for you to be perfect to do that. It just takes for you to just take a leap of faith and just, just go out there and just do it and then just see how it makes you feel. And we talk about we, yeah, we, we, we need to embrace the, our right to fail. Yeah, but but keep in motion because if that perfectionism talks to you too much, you won't do anything. It'll be a fear. It'll be a procrastination. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's so true. It's so true, and I think that's kind of like. Doesn't the artist way talk about that a little bit? Or am I? Yeah, I'm sure that's part of the twelve steps of the artist way for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it talks about that. I think that's just kind of like. A thing for an artist, right? Like that that seed to want to be. But you know why also, Suzanne? It's mm-hmm. because we're in an industry that kind of like puts images of perfection up. And so yeah. you try to match those images because you want it so bad. And mm-hmm. I've even been there, you know, where I've I've right. been like, I've gotta be this in order to like make it the way that I want to make it. And they don't see that you have a team of people. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm I'm part of that team making that person look fantastic, like yeah. look great, you know. Yeah. But behind the scenes, we're like we're like putting makeup on that pimple. <laughs> I think also too with the artistry. <laughs> I also think too with artistry, like because we're presenting in a way mm-hmm. like a film, even if you're doing a play, even if you're painting something, it's you're presenting the final product. And a lot of times you don't see all of the moving parts. So whenever you're mm-hmm. just seeing the finished product, I think the reason why we as artists can get caught up into perfectionism is because sometimes when you're seeing this finished body of work, 
like you said earlier, like bestie, people don't know all of the work that actually went went into it. Even we were talking um, on Wednesday with um, our friend from Fuse TV, and we were just talking about the amount of work that just goes into being an influencer alone. You see a picture and you're like, oh, that's so great. You have no idea that they had a content calendar and they slapped a filter on it and they, you know, and what is it, the presets? And then there, you know, and all of the, the, the <laughs> intentionality behind it. And it's just, it's super, super complex. I know um, I read that you have a production company. So is the book housed under your production company? No, the, book, the book is under the Miss Bonita and Friends brand. And okay. this brand is, you know, uh, is, is um, the founder of it is Lisa Luluz, the, the co-author. And I am just part of the team. I'm, I'm, I'm the executive producer for the web series. And I continue, you know, to work with, bringing out all the different iterations of this brand you know the 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 broadway show the you know the um the tv series you know and we're in, in discussions with all these different elements the film the musical feature film a wish for tomorrow so it's an exciting brand and then all the merchandising this uh, just just these helpful tools for kids you know and they it, it's uh it's amazing all these transmedia elements that's called transmedia out there when you have all these things guys it's called trans it's it, they have a they have a media brand that's what you have you have like all these different elements kind of around this one this one thing you know yeah, and there because there's so many there's so many you know there's so many books that can be written on every subject you know uh that's some upcoming people for our next leadership series includes, you know, the Dalai Lama, you know, just, um, yeah, they, it's, they, they just have this formula that has a built in way of through the most entertaining way of giving kids a tool that when you have a problem, you're not alone. You can find people to talk to, that there's creative solutions, that right. there's always something you can try. And so the mental health and emotional intelligence of ah. are, are attended to, it's just, oh, it's such a gift for parents with all this streaming and all this, you know, you know, this addiction that this medium can be used for something that's educational, something that's giving a gift to the children and giving a healing to the children in a really fun, amazing way. So that that is 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 fantastic. Honestly, I think that Lisa Lelouz is another J. Cody Rowling. Uh -huh. Like, you know, as it can be as big as as the, the whole Harry Potter brand. What wow. he has here, that you know. The, the nugget that she has there. And that's- Well, you that's heard the, it here first. You heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> we, we got the exclusive on the next video. <laughs> but while yeah. you're doing that, guys, I want to pull up a clip for our viewers out there of Miss Bonita and Friends. So guys- This is a Zoom show promo. Yeah. It, COVID, it, we had to pivot. And oh, you asked me if we shot in COVID and we did. Okay. We did one wow. character a day. Um, back in March, you know, we had everything. We had everything financed to do live show, to do a Broadway show, you know, wow. over in Dubai. And then COVID, we had to pivot. And we saw what was happening. Oh, my gosh. In the mental health in our community, it's skyrocketing out of control. Yeah. And we wanted to do something. So if you go on our YouTube channel, Miss Benita and Friends, those episodes all deal with COVID issues that kids are dealing with now in this extended ongoing pandemic. Um, but yeah, we, we just found a way that we just shot one actor a day and they did all four episodes and and we, we found a way to do it just to, just to get it out because we were very concerned. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about that, about what you just said about pivoting. Um, mm -hmm. When you started one place and then just transitioning to another, but let's pull up this clip for everyone out there. Okay. Let's get ready to wrestle! Get along! Why are you guys arguing? Oh, this one's a big 
Dear Miss Bonita, my name is Faith and I'm seven years old. I have a brother named Tristan who is 10. We have a really big problem. Our parents fight so much, they can't even be in the same room. They yell at us to be quiet and stop being silly. Miss Bonita, can you help us feel better? When your parents are fighting, don't be the referee and get in the middle. It's not about you when your parents are fighting. It's not about you. They're fighting their own battle. This one is for when you are very, very sad. Just breathe. Those were some really great solutions. You have a lot of great friends. <laughs> so, not with the, um, with the, that's a, was it a gummy worm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it, it is supposed to be. Yeah, it's a snot. <laughs> That's love it. He loves it when you're on Grumpy Butt Radio. He loves it when you just feel overwhelmed and you can't do anything and you just are mad I, and you're sad. But I, I absolutely love it. I love it. The choice. You can, you know, hang with the king or you can go to you know, love creativity radio and hang out with Miss Benita and find solutions for whatever challenges is are coming up. And she gets those solutions, you know, from her magical friend. Mm. One of them is, is uh, May May, who you saw for a second, the character that I played. She was saying, uh, this will make you feel better. This is actually an energy medicine technique for balancing, um, you know, fear in the body, which is related to, you know, kidney and bladder, the water element in the body, and keeping your hands like this, the back of your head, you, it will calm down those emotions. So even that was a, was a COVID theme because fighting appearance is just skyrocketing. Wow. You know, I, well, I come from a divorced family. So number one, I completely understand that and can relate to that and yeah. like, my childhood in that. Um, but also Tish knows, I think I've spoke about it on the show multiple times, mm -hmm. but I also have like a background in childcare as an elementary school theater teacher. Oh. Yes, a nanny for special needs kids. I've worked in group homes with kids who, who like, have come from juvenile hall. Um, I've taught theater to kids and I've seen, I've seen children literally in the classroom and literally in their homes. I've worked yep. with well Kids. I've worked with kids who come from lower socioeconomic neighborhoods. Yep. I also have worked with children who have um, various you know, special needs, autism, schizophrenia, Asperger's, you name it. And they all have the same problems. Like that's the thing. Like they like it's not that just because one is maybe necessarily from. Well, we, sorry, let me rephrase that. There are universal problems that all kids deal with. Like you said, like it doesn't matter what race you are, what, how much money you have. Any kid can come from a divorced home. You know, any kid have have a sense of needing to feel uh, loved and to belong. And it's so great that you're doing like this this content because sometimes like that's the thing that I noticed is that parents and sometimes even educators can't really reach children in a tangible way in which they can digest it and understand. Um, and, and that's still something that people are really trying to figure out. I mean, even on Nick Jr., they're constantly like, how do we deal? How do we talk to kids about racism? That's like a big thing right now that I still don't think our education system, especially in the U.S., is not handled mm -hmm. properly. I have seen mm -hmm. it. They're trying to address those issues, but they're not, first off, they're not giving all of the information. Um, I'm like, you know, God bless you for trying, but you really need people who understand sensitive topics who can then create, who then can, can create products and lessons for children at different ages um, yeah. so that they can actually like digest and understand so that they can cope. Because like you said, yeah. kids, this pandemic, COVID, racial injustice, kids are going through it. They're stressed out and 
I, I really see something like this blowing up. I don't. I know the show Dino Dana was uh, filmed in yeah. Canada, and they didn't even think it was going to do anything. They just like shot it. It was super like independent web series, and then yeah. it got picked up by Amazon, and then it blew up after that. Are you got any of you familiar with Dino Dana? No. <laughs> are you? Are you just, just like or, or Pepe the Pig just sold for four billion dollars? Wow. Four billion dollars. I can't. I, Why would you, you know, and if you buy something for four billion, that means you know you're going to make two trillion out of the merchandising. Like, that's great. You know you're going to make money. So, yeah, that that's crazy. Dino, Dino, Dino. I'm going to. Dino, Dana, and and Tish and I, we um we have a we have a kids platform. We did an album called Motivation for Kids. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm a singer, but it's centered around social emotional. What? You're a singer. Okay, you guys need to. You, you, we got stuff for you to do. We, we've got a whole. Yes, yeah, a Broadway musical. We're always looking for. Yes. singers. We're, we're yes. doing. We're doing a um a, a kids album. Oh, okay. Yeah, right now, so yeah, yeah. Well, you know, with kids, you definitely songs are just um part of it. And these songs. Yeah, album. Yeah, we're going to send you that album. Because it's awesome. Oh, yes, please. And you're singing all the songs on it? I sang, I sang the song and I, I wrote all the songs. And then Tish and I, we hired a um uh, a composer. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. utilize our resources. To yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Really, really do. Let's, you know, let's keep in contact. I really Absolutely. Would. But just like you said, identifying, I mean, I was working with kids and yeah. I was just seeing like their parents are saying one thing and they're not listening. They're not understanding yeah. and they're not even reaching, reaching them. And I said, well, but I used to sing these little songs to them, like lullabies or just whatever, like yeah. these little rap songs. And they, they always were just like, they could recite every lyric to every rap song. And it's like, well, what if you put it in a song? And then it's it's like what you're doing with this, uh, with your web series and with your book. It's like you're taking these topics and versus like doing a slideshow on Zoom that they see every day in class. You're just taking it. You're wrapping it up in a package in which they can um, they can digest. So um, but we want to talk to you about the pivot because we have a lot of artists and entrepreneurs on this show and uh last season we were really just trying to get them to understand because this is your brand that you're that you've created but i see that you just diversified like you're an actress but you also like networked and then you saw like this opportunity to network with somebody who you were working with and even in the pandemic you had you were doing one thing and then you weren't afraid to just pivot and do something else and a lot of artists sometimes we get very held back by wait what's happening things are halting things are stopping like how how were you able to like really just submit to the pivot, submit to the process, but still like move forward? Well, you know, part of it was, you know, we, and we had done the live show and I'm going to come back to that. I want to tell you something that happened to me at that live show with, with the kids, something kind of miraculous. And, and so, well, COVID, right. So, you know, <laughs> How could we work with a Zoom show? And so somebody who we were planning to do a live show for, they were now changing it to a Zoom camp. And they invited us, you know, to do the show. But we got to get feedback from the kids. And so, you know, we we, we started doing a few Zoom shows. And at first, you know, yeah, it feels like it's not the same as having the kids, you know, come run up to you. And they just, they didn't want us to leave because for them, all of these characters are real and alive, you know. Mm. So, so, um, I, I think part of it is because of who we're serving. So, we can't just stop because now they need more help than before <laughs> the pandemic. It's, you, you know what I mean? We, there's almost a responsibility because I think really we are the resource for mental health and emotional well-being and, you know, kindness for, for children to work with. And, and I, I, you know, I, I almost see us like, 
you know, how Danny Glover and then I think it was J-Lo had the goodwill ambassador from the UN. I, I feel that we are the goodwill ambassador for <laughs> mental health and emotional intelligence for kids. Uh, and I love that. I just... Um, you know, want everybody to like and subscribe and um, and and help us do that mission. And it's nice to have all the, you know, the, the shows for free on on the on the web. Yeah. And, um. You know, so we're on this drive. You know, so you've you've got to pivot because you can't. Um. You know, the one constant in life is change. <laughs> so. You, you you know we don't you don't want to you don't want to give up and you don't want to become discouraged you just want to see well how can I serve now what can I do mm-hmm. what can I do and then you know uh, because everyone's making that change right right organizations yeah. that wanted us to do a show for them they changed it to zoom as well so it's just um it's kind of not the same. I mean, honestly, I went to the Toronto Film Festival on Zoom. Not the same. <laughs> not the same, but <laughs> oh, something, something, some things. Some things can work. You can you can you can have a concert and still, you know, what is the secret to it all is is doing it from your heart and touching the heart of others, right? Mm. And so, you know, I can feel your hearts through this is Zoom type platform of Steam Yard. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, Suzanne. That is so. Sweet. Um, I think so. Earlier, you talked about securing funding. Can you tell us a little bit about your process? Because that I, I noticed that like a lot of artists and entrepreneurs, and I know even myself. We have all these great ideas, but sometimes like we need, well, off all the time, we either need funding or we need resources to get it done. Like how did, what was your process for securing funding and just. Well, you know, and that's so funny because we had our funding all secure and then COVID hit and changed that all around. And then it was like, oh, we went from what to like, what we now, we, and, but you still have to just, you know, keep moving. So the process of securing funding is just just keep moving just diligence just keep knowing you know what i realized i said wait a second i'm not here to chase a dream i know there are people who are looking for me uh-huh. i mean and it's a shift so rather than rather than this way of Oh, what I want is out there, and I'm begging to get it, and I'm running after it. It's outside me. No, there are people looking for me because I'm the solution. I'm the solution to what, what, what they, what their whole life is about, and what their whole, you know, what their whole passion and brand is about. And they're looking for this type of show, this type of brand that's just a jewel. And all I have to do is be receptive because I'm not working by myself uh-huh. with the universe. If I'm on point with, you know, what my mission and purpose is and, you know, with the mission and purpose of this brand to serve all children. And it's so funny because Lisa, I mean, Miss Benita traveled around the world. I mean, talked to presidents and the UN wanted us to come and do a show and, and they would they would try to, you know, say, well, well, what's what's your religion? What's your politics? You know, to Lisa, and she was she would say, my religion's children, my politics children. If it's there's children, that's where I go to serve, you know. And that's why, that's why Arabs love her. That's why Christians love her. That's why uh, Jew every because. You know, that's the purity of brand. Hmm. That's, so that's so interesting because because last season we talked about opportunity readiness. And I think that's what you're yeah. kind of pe- peering towards. It's like sometimes you have to create 
And sometimes when you're consistently creating, people will find you. And, and that's just the truth. Like when you're consistent and you just keep putting stuff out there and you're creative. And I think artists have a tendency a lot of the time because, again, we go back to seeing all these big brands and people actually achieving it. But we really don't see the work behind how they're consistent in creating the work. And then someone finally finds them because it matches their brand. And, you know, we, we, we talked about that a lot on the show, too. It's just like if you create something. Oh, sorry. It's unique to you. If you create something, it's unique to you. No one else can do what it is that you do. So if you're consistent and you stay at it, someone will find you. You got to keep grinding out there, people. You know, you got to keep being consistent and being authentic in what you're doing. And you're like, you have so much passion behind this, which is a lovely thing, by the way. (laughs) And that's a beautiful thing because you actually care about what you're putting out there. And it's that by itself says a lot. And to, to write to the right funder out there, that's going to say a lot to them as well. So I, I really do like when you say that, when you said that about, you know, my religion, my politics as kids, because that's your passion. Well, Lisa said that, you know, yes. that's your passion. Yes. And I, I think that's something, something and nice. Broadcast is all that, you know, there's no, yeah. there's no, um, yeah. That's, yeah. the, that's the unity of it. I think we're a perfect fit for like scholastics, you know, um, but but it's that thing where, you know, you stop, you stop pushing and realize, you know, all the goodness that you want for yourself is also seeking you and that sometimes it's about being receptive mm-hmm. and, and holding that space of knowing, you know, and, and, um, when you when you when you have a treasure, it's also like a beacon or a lighthouse, and, and that, you know that ship's coming in <laughs> because it it can it can see. So yeah, um, this whole thing is helping me, uh, you know, learn to put my own stuff out there. I like to do little comic. I don't know. I call it spiritual comedy. <laughs> So, but just this, I think COVID is about, you know, putting, putting stuff, putting stuff out there. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So we are, we are, we're almost getting near to the end of the podcast. And usually Bessie has a question. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, before, before we, but before I ask that question, where yes. can everybody find, um, all of the multiple assets of your brand. Um, let let them know. <laughs> we're, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Miss Benita and Friends. You can go on YouTube and put in Miss Benita and Friends and come to our channel. And Miss Bonita is B O N I T A. Miss Benita and Friends That'll take you to our website. And there's so many, you know, different. Um, not just episodes, but different snippets of little helpful things, you know, what to do when you're angry, what to do when you're afraid, what to do, you know, just little gems, tools and techniques, These just, just a little toolbox of, of uh, fun techniques that you, that are, you know, wacky and, but wacky and real. <laughs> they, they work, <laughs> you know. Oh, and also, yeah. I'm putting up the cover of the book, "The Case of the Girl Had the Perfect." Yes, and that 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 you will go to uh, Amazon.com. Yes, yes. It's a beautiful cover, FYI. That's a beautiful. Oh, cover. oh, the 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 illustrator is off the charts. Is just you know you know when you I just always feel like paintings were like portals that you can enter into worlds and that is what his paintings are like. That's what his drawings are like. They just, they just, you just want to go into a world that he's created. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So for our final question that we want to ask you, um, how, what, okay, sorry. Let me, let me get it right. What ignites your motivation to stay consistent and persistent in following your dreams to create a life that you desire? Wow. (laughs) It's supposed to be like, uh. I think because in my heart of hearts, I know that 
that like you were here to be a co-worker with God, you know, to serve all life. And yeah. so I think um, it's just, just love, you know, love and, and um, having fun, having fun and, and, and living that kind of, um, that kind of vacation life where you don't know the difference between working and you're having so much fun working that am I now? I'm not on vacation. No. <laughs> that happens once in a while. <laughs> not every day. Not every day. But you know, and final, I just want to tell you a funny story where we had just done the live show, right? And then all the characters came out at the end to greet the kids. So my character. May made the mystique was kind of like, you know, the auntie and grandma wisdom, you know, with, with you, you know, with that African touch. And so all the kids are running up to me like I'm the fairy godmother who I can their nothing book, which is this book that we give them where they can write with a magic marker so nobody can see, you know, their their secret treasures of their heart. And so they want me to sign their nothing book. And they and they want me to sort of bless them with, you know, you can do anything. What is it you want to do? How do you want to contribute to life and serve life? And so, of course, everyone is saying the same thing. Well, I want to be a basketball player. I want to be a ballerina. Or I want to be a dancer. I want to be a singer. That's all anybody's saying. And then this little girl comes up to me and she says, anger. And I'm like, okay, you get to be anything. You get to be blessed by the, the fairy godmother of Maymay the Mystique. And you say anger. So I'm like, what? What did she say? And she goes, anger, I want to know how um, to not be so angry because me and my sister fight all the time. And I thought, you're eight years old and you're taking your one wish for anything in your life to happen, to do something so brave and spiritual, you know, to resolve such an important thing. So I ended up showing them, you know, all kinds of energy medicine techniques of how to deal with anger when it comes up. Wow. And it was this kind and oh, and then what happened was a bunch of kids started gathering around. Well, I want to know what to do about anger too. And all of a sudden there was like seven, eight kids who all wanted to know what mm -hmm. to do and how to deal with anger. And I, 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 I was like, I just touched, touched in the, in the heart. By that. Um, wow. <laughs> and it's, it, it's so interesting. Um, and we talk about this too, because we, we really are um, very dedicated to the social emotional learning of, of kids, how to deal with their feelings. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really interesting because I think a lot of parents, sometimes when they get very, very um, busy, really don't understand how emotions in kids are really impacted by something mm -hmm. else. They think it's one thing when really it's something else. So yeah, it's something to say when someone says something like that, that means that it's, it's associated with something else, the way that they view the question that you ask is associated with something else. It's really interesting. Yeah, but she was, you know, it, it was like he's saying, I want to solve the spiritual problem of being in a fixed pattern of always fighting with my sister. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to break that concept. I want the secret to break that karma and I and 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 learn something else and do something else. And I I thought that was um very profound. So yeah. I the technique it's called expelling the venom of you know you put your hands up in a fist and you shh, it, it, that, that and then I and then I showed her a, a spiritual thing where you can just chant a sound and you fill yourself with love and you imagine a waterfall of love from God raining down on you and filling your cells with love. You guys want to try it? Yes! Let's do It's like an okay. ancient, ancient name for God and it's a, it's like white light. It contains, how white light contains all colors. It's a sound behind all sounds. And so you just go, you. <laughs> 
That's like an audible live stream. It's like the sound that courses through every galaxy and every atom of our body. And it just, you feel that? I would just like. Turns up your inner listening and your inner hearing so you can follow your own inner guidance. Wow. I, I just have to say this. I know we're wrapping up, but I love yeah. how you've incorporated, um, you know, clearly that is a part of you, you know, very spiritual uh, grounding techniques, um, having having ways to deal with and manage your emotions. And that's that's what that's what you lean towards. You know, some people, they might lean towards something else, but taking that and incorporating it in the work that you do with kids, that's very powerful. Um, and really beautiful to see. Um, I just, I love it. Cause that, that was common, right? Yeah. And, and also, you know, it's, it's just something also that we talk a lot about too, which is mindset and finding ways to kind of like cope with things. And it's just really interesting because we, we really try to encourage people to like Bessie was talking about, bring part of you to the work that you want to bring out to the world, you know, mm -hmm. And, and let it be effective. We want it to affect people. So it's, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, it's you guys, fun. you guys, uh, let's chat for real, just as artists. Honestly, I want to, I want to yeah. with you guys. Well, actually, we're gonna have you stay on as everyone. Okay. Knows. We're okay, good. On, like a minute or two afterwards, okay. but. Good. We want to have our, we want to say to our viewers, thank you for joining us again. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Same time, same place. You know us. We, we do what we do every Thursday. So catch yeah. us Thursday at 8 p.m. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate you guys for showing up every week. <laughs> <laughs> we would be nothing without you. Without you. <laughs> And scene. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing. Nothing. Look, Whitney Otto. <laughs> that was a good Whitney, though. I like that. Nothing. Yes. Goodness, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. 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 Bye.